Good afternoon and welcome to the Key Hire Solutions live stream where we cover the issues, people and process that matter to small business. I'm your host, Corey Harlock. From the current employee market to cybersecurity, we're here to help you stop grinding and start growing in your small business. And today we are going to talk about the use of assessments. It's a big topic. Now, I just wanna remind everyone, as I talk, feel free to drop your comments or questions in the um, comment box. And we always leave time at the end to answer those questions. So I look forward to any questions you might have about this. So using assessments or evaluations, whatever we wanna call them, uh, I will preface this by saying, I agree uh, for the most part in the use of assessments. I think they're effective tools. Some things to remember about these tools. Um, some misconceptions about them or the way we can use them incorrectly. Number one, uh, I have worked with clients where they will use an assessment, but they won't trust the assessment or, or a tool or whatever we're going to call this. Uh, we're going to call them assessments for now, uh, depending on the ones that you use, uh, they might have different names. Now, some of them might be a circle and you'll get a dot in a quadrant of that circle corresponds to a color, which corresponds to a behavior. Some of them, they might have 12 or 13 different profiles of people they may have um, identified and they will fill out a questionnaire and then they will get a, a little kind of scattered grid uh, line graph that identifies how they work normally under stress, how they identify at home, at work whatever. There, there, there are many and varied different assessments. And I guess that speaks to, to the case that um, which one is the right one? Well, who knows? There are a lot of them. Uh, so we got to trust our assessment. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is I worked with a client one time where we, we gave a candidate for a, in a leadership role, <clears throat> the assessment. And the assessment came back uh, with all the indicators they were hoping for, meaning on paper and via this assessment, the candidate looked good. But for whatever reason, the ownership didn't trust the assessment and wanted to dig deeper into the answers on the assessment. And so they're, they're one of this, the solutions they tabled was, well, let's, let's have them, we'll do a phone call with them and we will ask them some more questions around uh, the things that we see in the assessment we want some clarity on. And, and my answer to them was, okay, well, what answers are we looking for? And they all kind of said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, what questions are we gonna ask and how do we know what the right answer is? And they said, well, we don't know. And I said, well, and this is kind of the issue here. You've paid for this scientific assessment it has given you the answers. Uh, it has given you the results based on the answers from the candidate that are what you wanted to see. And now you want to go and use an unscientific method to prove the results of the scientific method. It didn't make sense to me. They didn't trust um, the results of the assessment for whatever reason. So if you're going to use it, you have to find one that you trust and aligns with what you're looking to do. Number two, you have to follow, um, if you're going to use an assessment, use it. Uh, and I'll share another example with you. I had another client who um, 
was using an assessment and they said, everyone has to take this assessment. Great. Then, um, and, and they had said they have to be kind of, this is the score or, or the um, result we're looking for on this assessment. And if they don't have the result, then they can't get hired. And I talked to them a week after, and one of the people that took the assessment actually, in their words, got the worst score they'd ever seen in their life on this assessment. And they hired them because they had industry experience. So you can't have a double standard. You, if you're gonna, if you're gonna require people to do this assessment and 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 um, have a result that is acceptable to you, um, you have to do it for everyone because you can't benchmark and you can't tell um, the success of what they are, what's happening in your business if you, if you don't follow that. The third biggest mistake people make is. They pick a spot on the circle, pick a color, pick a quadrant, pick a pick a spot, or they pick a profile one in 12 that the, the, the person they hire has to meet this exact profile. And they lean on that. And that is the go, no go part of the interview. Um, this is the biggest one for me. This is the biggest problem. And there, there's a couple of reasons for that. And we'll talk about how assessments are supposed to be used or how we use them at Key Hire once we get through this. But when you pick a, let's say a profile, one in 13, it has to be this, the, the architect profile. Okay, so that's great. Um, but if you have 13 profiles, that means you have to generate, if we do simple math, 13 people to find one of them that's going to hit that profile then that person has to be a culture match. They have to have the experience you want and they have to want to work for you. So if we look at the job, the labor market, if we look at today's market where there is literally 0.6 people per job, um, you know, if, if you have a hundred people that are qualified to do um, what you need to do, there's a hundred of them out there and you pick a profile, you've narrowed that candidate pool from one or 100 to eight. Um, and then those eight people are also talking to other companies, but do those eight people want to work for you? Do they have the right experience? Are they the right culture fit? So you're severely limiting your ability to hire and generate people they even talk to. It becomes a numbers game at that point. And then what happens is once, if you pick the specific profile or the specific location on the grid that they have to land in, and I've seen it happen, Business owners will step over great candidates to get to an average candidate that meets the profile. Um, so th this is what we have to be careful of, um, using it as a go, no go. Um, and then the final thing I'll say is hiring to a profile does not compensate for bad management. I've had an, uh, a number of experiences where people are adamant they have to fit a profile. This is what's going to work. This is the success we've had. But if you don't know how to lead, it doesn't matter what profile they 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 hit. Um, they're not going to be happy working for you, and they're eventually going to lead leave. So um, if you're using a, a an assessment to compensate for bad management and you're you've picked a profile or a spot on the graph that says 
doesn't require management and can it has initiative. If you're providing the wrong atmosphere and the wrong leadership, um, or or not good atmosphere or leadership at all, it doesn't matter what profile they they are or where they land on the circle. They're not going to be happy and they're going to leave. So that's how not to use profiles, and those are the biggest mistakes I see people make with when when they use these assessments. So what's the right way to use an assessment? A key hire, um, we encourage our clients to, to use the assessments. And if you use them, that's great. If you have a very thorough process, um, that is just as effective in our experience. Our, our process is as, as successful as using the assessments. But inter having an assessment added in used the right way can only help strengthen the process and maximize your probabilities to hire correctly and get the right people. And we say maximize because we're dealing with humans. There's a lot of variables there. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not a, um, you can never bat a thousand when it comes to, to acquisition or hiring or team building. No matter how good you are and whatever tools you use, you're gonna have failures. And what we want to do is minimize those failures. So an assessment is a part of the process that we're going to, that we use, right? There's really kind of three areas we want to look at when, when we're trying to hire. Are we using an effective process? Are we interviewing correctly? Are we making sure at every step of the process we're asking the right questions? Are we uh, including the right people? Are we getting the information we need? And is the person we're talking to getting the information they need? The second part of this is, is history, right? Um, if someone has a long history of success in the area you're looking to hire, that can't be overlooked. And I have seen people overlook that because their assessment wasn't where they wanted it to be. It wasn't the profile they wanted. Um, and so we need to look at success. If someone has continually grown in their career and been successful, and we're able to vet that out through a very um, efficient and exhaustive interview process, that can't be overlooked. It, if they've had success, they've had success. Where the assessment comes in is it can give you an idea depending on the assessment, because we can measure whatever we want. There's an assessment to measure everything. And we can't give people 10 assessments. People in, in this climate, people won't fill them out. If you're asking people to do an hour-long assessment when they already have a job offer or two on the table, they're not going to fill out that assessment. Um, so be careful. I know some of them take two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever they are. But the assessment will tell people or tell you as an owner about the person. Um, Generally, it'll tell you how they want to be managed, how they're going to react under stress, how they're going to act in a normal environment. Um, it might say how they're the best ways to manage them. It'll tell you where their shortcomings might be or where, where their focus goes when they're under pressure. Uh, are they a person who enjoys structure? Are they a person who is an idea generator? Um, so caveat here, if you're hiring an accountant and their, their assessment comes back and they are highly creative and very low on policy and procedure, 
that might be a, a candidate where you say, you know what, maybe uh, this isn't the right fit for us. But again, let's look at their history of success and what have they done and vet them out through a thorough process. But that assessment has to be used to say, okay, do they have the traits we're looking for? How do they need to be managed? Can I manage them that way? What strengths do they bring to the table? If this is how they react under stress, how can I recognize that and deal with that as it happens? So the, the assessment at the end of the day, in some cases, you can say, maybe this isn't a fit based on what I'm seeing here, because you're not going to be happy. But the reality is they won't be happy in the environment if it's not aligned. <clears throat> but it needs to be a broad, a bigger bullseye than most people think. Some people think the bullseye is a spot on a chart or one of 12 or 13 profiles. It can't be that. Um, for a number of reasons. In this market, you can't generate enough people to find someone or multiple people to hit that target. But also number two, you're really limiting what you're looking at. And as I said before, sometimes when you get so focused on just one point, data point or one profile, you'll step over really great candidates who are, who are outliers of that profile or that dot on the chart to get to someone who hits the bullseye, but is an average performer. So be careful with assessments. Don't get hung up on them as the be all end all. Another point to, to think about here is some of these assessments, in fact, most of them, you cannot, if you eliminate someone based solely on the results of an assessment, you could get yourself in trouble. Um, and, and, and we'll leave it at that. If you want a, further information on that, you can, you can talk to me about that, but you're, you're not allowed to eliminate someone based solely on the results of an assessment. Some of them maybe, but for the most part, a good rule of thumb is you can't. So you have to have some more data points around that before you can say, you know what, I don't think it's, it's, it's the right fit. Um, so that is my feeling on assessments. They are a good tool when used right, but I, I find some people just lean on them too heavily and it really limits their ability to, to find and hire good people. And they would average, rather hire an average person who meets the criteria versus on a great person who might be an outlier of that criteria. Uh, hope that kind of gives you a little background on assessments. So guys, we hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Key Hire Solutions live stream. Uh, our episodes are going to be released bi-weekly and available on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, and on our website at keyhire.solutions. If you'd like to learn more about KeyHire, you can ask me a question or schedule a consultation at keyhire.solutions. You can follow us on LinkedIn, stay up to date on small business issues, and to catch our free live webinars. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again in two weeks.